Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Cleveland Guardians, ladies and gentlemen, are a game and a half out of first place. Welcome in. Dairy Brothers, Guardians cast, waitingfornextyear.com, and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you. It's a Monday show, off day for the Gardos. I hate that I just said that as they uh, go to San Diego now and Arizona to tough road series ahead for this team. But how about this, Todd? This club has won four of the last five series ever since you and I were on the field at Progressive Field a couple of Saturdays ago, this team is nine and five. Yeah, I don't, know about what that, that, huh? I don't know what that means, but I'm throwing it out there. I will say this. It's very good. Things are improving. I like seeing that. Oh, look, here's your uh, your, uh, your daughter's back there. Yes, she's oh, checking out let's... my wrist right now for the Taylor Swift bracelet she's making me. Oh, very nice. How are you, Brooks? Let's... Here, here's the thing uh, about, uh, oh, by the way, I, I I didn't get the backstory, but apparently she didn't go to the game yesterday. No, her brother refused to, to drive on the freeway for some reason. <laughs> I texted, you know, I texted you, you were uh, parts unknown, couldn't, couldn't get back to me. So I texted her yesterday and said, did you go to the game? She said, no. I'm like, why? And then, you know, that was about it. Her brother's lame. That's why. No, tr- <laughs> truthfully. But here are the Guardians all of a sudden playing good baseball. They just uh, are fresh off of taking two out of three this past weekend and a nice series win over a very good baseball team in the Houston Astros. Very good lineup. And now look, Cleveland's finally catching some breaks. Jordan Alvarez, not a part of this weekend. Chris Sale, not a part of earlier in the week against the Red Sox. So the breaks they weren't getting earlier this year, they're starting to get a little bit now. And uh, Todd, they're just playing better baseball and the offense is there, which is nice. I will say this. We had a conversation about this, about the breaks. And yes, they caught no breaks earlier in the season, like none. And, but yes, these things happen. It's a long season. Guys are going to sit out, whatever. But on the other side of it, Jose Abreu, who is having his worst season of his career by a mile, came into Cleveland with one home run and left with three. And it's not like he had one home run because he was injured. He had one home run because he was terrible all year. And then naturally he found himself all weekend. Now, what's amazing to me is they've had 10 plus hits in six consecutive games. You want to know the last It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Wait, I, I don't think that's happened. I want to say I read the stat was 2015 was the last time that happened. They also had their biggest weekend attendance-wise uh, since 2015, which is pretty amazing. So um, everything looks good. I don't want to say that this is the turning point in the season, but they are certainly playing better baseball. And this is the team, I believe, that we thought we were going to see all year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, Friday night's 10 to nine win in 14 innings was astounding. Um, you were traveling at the time. I was I want to tell, I do uh, want to tell that whole story for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, but just what a win, you know, class A and Stefan look like class A and Stefan that night. They're going through their entire bullpen. We're going through our entire bullpen. Will Brennan delivers the big hit. He all of a sudden has, has awoken 
people calling for him to be hitting in the two hole now. Uh, but look, I'm not expecting this team to put up 10 runs every night, but that Friday night win was huge to, to, to come back and to get to Presley, their, their all-star closer and a guy that, you know, closed out world's freaking series was mammoth. And, you know, look, twins split with the blue Jays probably should have taken three out of four this weekend, but man, it's nice to see some left turns again and, and you know, Naylor's clutch. Jose, left turn circuit. Jose Ramirez, I, I was gonna say Jose Ramirez doing his thing. Um, you know, Josh Bell yesterday homering. What the hell's going on? This is fantastic. Thank you. Well, you could argue easily they should have swept the, the Red Sox. Of course, the game I went to was the game that they blew five to four when De Los Santos came in with a two-one lead in, in the eighth and decided that that was going to be the day that he was going to have his worst outing of the year and uh, couldn't find the plate if his life depended on it. He was His command was way off. Um, but this was their – was this the best week of the season potentially? Yeah. Right up um, there. Right the starting up there. pitching was, for the most part, very good. Even in, you know, the, the six to four loss uh, on Saturday – you know, you were still able to make it a game and to have to go back to Presley for a second, uh, uh, for, for, you know, a, a second day in a row. McKenzie wasn't great, but he, he, you know, he labored through five innings, but, uh, you know, Tim Heron had to wear one in, in coming up and, and pitching three innings of, of one run ball and then eventually get sent down as a, as a thank you for that. But yeah, um, I just think that they're every every piece of the puzzle is starting to come together. The starting pitching is, has solidified the team. Shane Bieber, who I'm sure we will get into on Sunday, you know, Tuesday, I saw, I, I saw him pitch Tuesday, you know, he left with a two, one lead. He had only struck out. I think it was two. Yeah. And, only two K's. But then Sunday he comes back total domination, seven scoreless of Houston and now all of a sudden, I do want to revisit the should they or shouldn't they trade Shane Bieber conversation. But overall, when you have the offense actually hitting after all of these weeks and weeks and weeks where every topic of conversation that you and yes. I and the like executive months. producer are having is, why can't the offense do it? Why can't the offense do it? They did it all week. It was great. Great to see. It was. And, uh, you know. It was, it was a wild week. By the way, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, a groove ride, and Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. There's so much to get into, but, you know, it, it's it's crazy that a week ago, it's our offense is so bad, and all they do is score two runs or three runs. Every game is a one-run game. Class A pitches every day. To actually sitting through a game where you're like, guys, stop hitting. No mercy on Corey Kluber. This is getting sad as they are basically hitting BP fastballs and, and Alex Cora just keeps them out there. It was a that dick was, move big time. That, Correct me if I'm wrong. They got eight straight hits against him. Yeah. So what, Even Cam Gallagher with an excuse me single. I mean, you know that, you know, it's going well when I've never seen it like that. I've not, and that was insane. And the poor guy, he finally took him out at the very end, but you know, it was a, a no mercy rare guardians laugher. We and and this is something we've talked about on this podcast. We've talked about on text. The executive producer. We've all had this conversation. Is why can't we just get one laugher where the bullpen can rest? And ironically, they got that laugher this week. 
but then it was followed up by a game where everyone was so overused that they had to make a mass roster uh, change because they needed that fresh arm for the weekend. And, um, but yeah, it was nice to have that laugher, but going back to Corey Kluber, seeing him top out at 88 and throwing batting practice. Oh, it's pathetic. And they're just an offense that couldn't hit you or me all season, just teeing off on him. It made me sad. Like it wasn't, Listen, of course, I want my team to win. I loved it, but I felt bad for him. I mean, yeah, me too. here's a guy who gave his entire career to the city and should have been a World Series champion and will be a, a will have his, you know, be a Indian a Indian slash Guardians Hall of Famer. Just all around great dude. Never did anything but make us proud. And he just. He's cooked. Just got completely destroyed in front of the, the fans that love him so much. It just was sad. I felt I felt really, really bad for him. I did. Yeah, it's it's wild to think about. And uh, but again, it, it kind of springboarded the weekend a little bit. The offense, you know, has been better as of late. Uh, Boston's pitching helped for sure. Look, the, the Astros, we caught a little bit of a break. They've had some injuries. Uh, didn't have to face Hunter Brown, guys like that. But all in all, um, you're just seeing the confidence right now. It starts with Jose Ramirez and how good he is and what he's done in the three-homer game this week. First time in his career. I mean, come on. And, and Naylor, nobody has more RBIs seventh inning or later than Josh Naylor. And so if that's the middle of your order, that'll open some things up for everybody else to get more comfortable. Even yesterday, you win 5 nothing. Jose rests, and Josh Bell has three hits. I mean, this is the guy you paid. 16 and a half, 17 million dollars for to put the ball over the fence. So playing better ball, only a game and a half out of first. Like I said, for the last five series, they've won. They split in Minnesota in the middle of that. So there's some momentum right now, but it's got to keep going. Yep. And that split in Minnesota turned out to be huge because they lost the first two and in, in crushing, <laughs> soul crushing fashion. And then they came back and, and took the next two and you know, we, we talk about it all the time. The gift that keeps on giving the AL central. Here we are one and a half games out of first place and three yeah. games under 500, but they're playing better ball. Let's talk about Josh Naylor for a quick second. If there was an all-star on this team and it could only be one, I would believe it would be him right now. You can you make an argument be, for class a. a. Well, I'm saying you can make an argument for, for, for Manny for sure. But, you know, Manny has, listen, he leads the AL in saves. I get it. But he's not, up until this last week, was not his dominant self most no. of the time. You know, saves are, as we've talked about many times, yes, it's a cool stat and whatever, but you get a save when you're up three runs and give up two in one inning and you still win by one, you know. Naylor, uh, uh, overall, when you look at the the numbers that he's had, especially in the last month, I mean, he's really turned it up. And you know what we don't talk about anymore? Naylor can't hit lefties. It's like been erased. It's 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 wild. I mean, he I think he started off something like over his first 21 for the season against lefties and looked bad doing so. And now he just seems to be in a full-on zone. And, you know, he's indispensable it, it, in the middle of that lineup. I mean, here we are on june 12th and he's you know he he had a for the months thus far 
He's got a 993 OPS after an 890 OPS in May. And this is, he's carrying the offense at times. He really is. He's been better than Jose. And oh. I love Jose, but he's been better. That's the key is that he's hitting behind Ramirez. So, you know, the other night, Dusty Baker, and I've never been a fan. Uh, I know, I know a team of Dustiny, and he finally got his ring. We don't care. Uh, he potentially walked Ramirez three times in the extra innings. And, you know, Naylor made him pay the first time, but then the, the second time, you know, hit the ball to the wall, and then the third time he hit it right in the screws. I mean, his swings have been really good lately, and it's been 0-2 pitches. He's taking the other way. Um, yeah, eventually, he ch- sometimes he chases that high fastball, but, man, Josh Naylor has just been a gem this month. He really has. Yeah, and, and they've needed it. You know, but the other guy we need to talk about, well, first of all, Jose, let's go back to that. Jose had a huge week. Oh, yeah. He, the four homers in two games, you know, he – so let's let let's go back a second. So he, he had the three run, the three homer game, and then Friday night's game, you know they're losing five to four. So it's it's six six to five, two outs in the ninth. I was on a work trip Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. My flight was delayed. By the way, shout out to Breeze Airways out of Akron. Oh, I don't want to ruin the secret, but like, there's nothing better than Breeze out of Akron. By the way, direct. To Orlando, also Orlando, the worst city in America potentially. Why anyone would go there <laughs> other than other than Disney World? If you have little kids, is beyond me. You, ugh, I've been there three times this year. I, if I never went back again, it would be too soon. Did you go to Houston's? And, is Houston still there? Houston's doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. That's a, that was a solid. It's called something else. I think it's called Hillstone. But really? yeah, I, I, I was at a conference anyway. Anyway. I am listening to the entire game on my phone because my flight was delayed four hours. Yes. And I literally take off (laughs) and I, it is two outs, six to five Jose's up and I get in the air and I lose my internet connection. They don't on breeze. They only have Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi, but it's only for their particular, um, you know, entertainment package. They don't have texting or anything. That's what you get for, you know, saving $500 rather than flying United. Yeah. Normal situations would be fine. I land at 12.15 at night. I turn my phone back on off of airplane mode. 140 text messages. I would guess <laughs> 90 were from you, potentially. That's wow. just a rough number. And I look at my phone and I see if we won. From the way we won, I was like, I watch every inning of every game, and this is what I don't see. I know. Well, I figured, you know, I figured you would need text. Maybe you were just on text only on the on the plane. Yeah. Executive producer and his family of seventeen girls there at uh, Taylor Swift down at Ford's Field, corner of Brush and Adams, uh, the home of the future NFC North champions, and uh, so he wasn't paying attention. So I had to deliver. It's great. At an and early delivery dinner, you did because early, it was like it was like I was there even though I wasn't. Early dinner at Cooper's Hawk, back home for late innings, and it turned out I got to see like four seven innings, so it, was, it worked out great. I ran tape. Uh, I recorded it when I got home because it had Perfect. just started, like the replay, like one a.m. The yeah. replay started again or whatever, so I recorded it and I rewatched it the last minute, or the la- the the next morning. As as many runs as they scored, and as they coming back 
five times. Oh man! In one in in one game, the way they did from the seventh inning or later, uh, there was that stat. I think it was the first time in MLB history that a team had erased five different deficits from the seventh inning on. And also that game, the first pitch was thrown out by our good friend Andrew Siciliano, who got to see an absolute gem of a game. So, by the happy way, for Drew. By the way, uh, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on Drew throwing out the first pitch. Uh, my wife even asked, any bitterness on your part after what took place with me a couple of weeks ago? Are you, are you good with it? No, I'll tell you what I was bitter about. I saw Bally Sports um, put out on their Instagram like, uh, here's here's our friend Ron Glassnap throwing out the first pitch. Oh, that yeah. That I was pissed about. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> when I told, by the way, I told Andrew at your birthday party the whole story ahead of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was telling me how they reach out to him when they, when he, when he comes into town, you know, when you're, when you're a celebrity, you can do whatever you want, but don't they know that you are the host of the greatest guardians podcast out there. So I mean, I, I, that's, that's celebrity shit to me. You're a celebrity locked on lines podcast host. Doesn't, doesn't rate. That's some bullshit. Apparently not. Apparently not. Maybe they don't like us. Maybe, you know, we, we've taken our, our, our share of shots at them. Uh, they're not yeah, the greatest. About the thousands and thousands of dollars I spend. I know. We <laughs> love them. That count? We're here every week. It's the type of thing happens to me every week. Every week. I oh, mean, jeez. Um, no, but that going back to that game. Great game. Great yes. win. Back-to-back 10, won- run win, 10 run wins, by the way. How about that? Yeah. But they should have won that game about 10 times. You know, the David Fry grounding into the double play. Oh, my God. Andre's bunting. We still don't know if it was on his own or not. Uh, and then and then sending straw up to not bunt the next time. And, like, there was a lot in that game that just yes. did not make a lot of sense. But you know what does make sense to me? Less Ahmed and more Tyler Freeman. Oh, Tyler's my guy, man. This weekend looked good. Tyler had Tyler play a little wall ball yesterday, filling in for uh, Jimenez, and uh, he's – when when the, you throw something, I never understand why anybody is not just throwing everything on the outer half of the plate on the far end because Tyler Freeman stands so far out of the batter's box. It's insane. But man, when he turns on a ball on the, in, on the inner half, as they say, got a nice swing. I'd love to see more of them. I know, you know, hopefully Andre Semenez's leg injury is nothing serious, but you know, Ahmed Rosario continues to struggle. Um, you got to give Tyler Freeman more opportunities. He's hitting the baseball. He can play all over the diamond. Let's go with Tyler Freeman. You know, Please. I don't know how many more times we have to talk about Ahmed shouldn't play. Oh, I'm so day. tired of it. But like, but like statistically, there are two players on this team that play a ridiculous amount of time. Ahmed plays way more, but that between Ahmed and Zanino, who are statistically basically the worst at their position, it 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 just does not make sense and. I know Ahmed had three hits against the the Red Sox uh, on Wednesday, whatever. It's, it's, I just, I can't. And the defense is so bad. He's hitting, you know, you look at the extended numbers. It's gross. It's not like, oh, he's hitting for power or, oh, he's got, you know, what, whatever it might be. Yes. He is great. He he is great. you know, he, he's great in terms of speed on the base pass. I'll give him that. The guy has one home run and a 616 OPS. Yeah. 616. Let's and keep every, that in a second. 
every shot of him in the dugout, he's always sitting next to Jose. I think him being best friends with the franchise player is definitely helping his cause. Mike Zanino, amazing in the community. Great guy. You and I saw firsthand him talking to fans on the field when we were down there for batting practice a couple of weeks ago. But I'm telling you, on this off day Monday, please tell me Bo Naylor is on his way to San Diego and flying with the team or catching a flight himself. Enough is enough. I mean, Saturday night, Zanino, they ran six times on him, six out of six in stolen bases, pass balls, grounding into double plays, getting booed after strikeouts. Like he was getting booed. They were yelling, we want Bo out in the right field at the corner bar. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. Zanino is great guy, veteran. They're trying to work things out, but enough's enough. Bo Naylor, this is long overdue, Todd. Long overdue. Let's get him up here and let's go. Zach Meisel wrote a great piece all about Zanino and where, and, and basically the, the whole catching situation more than anything. First of all, defensively, he rates as the worst catcher in the game right now in terms of blocking and throwing guys out. He has the highest strikeout rate in the league for any batter. Yeah, it's 40, over 40. It's over 40%. He's striking out 43.8% yeah. of the time. And Zach said, in fact, the difference between his strikeout rate and the second worst strikeout rate in baseball is the equivalent to the difference between the second worst and the 15th worst. So he's that much He's that bad. Not only that, his defensive run saved is the second worst among all catchers. And he is so unbelievably bad. And what's another interesting thing is Shane Bieber is only throwing to Cam Gallagher right now. And according to what I've been told is that Bieber wants Gallagher as his personal catcher. I don't know if it's the $6 million. I don't know if they think he's a good guy and they they want to stick with them as long as they can. I, I Nobody understands it. No. The whole enough, boat, enough, they, enough. Did you see the James Harris quotes, the assistant general manager, about Bo Naylor and why he's still down in AAA? Did I did not. It? Okay. So I'm going to read these because I think they make a lot of sense. Let's. This, this is a quote from James Harris, assistant general manager, on Bo Naylor. Let's start offensively. What you've seen and what he's done offensively has been nothing short of impressive against advanced pitching. Against lefties, he's starting to control the top of the zone, which was something that we were hoping that he would work on this year. Those are the things that he's made improvement on, and it's been impressive. We've also been working on his receiving. We've tr we're trying to figure out whether it's a depth issue or a glove path issue. Definitely working on that. That's improved as well. Working on throwing. He had another throwing error the other day. I mean, that's common in baseball right now, but those are the things that he's working on. The next step for him is to be able to lead a clubhouse at a major league level, lead the pitcher, pitcher catcher, uh, lead the pitcher catcher meetings. Being a starting catcher at the major league level is not just catching the ball. It's not just throwing guys out at second. It's all of that. It's leading the pitching staff. It's calling pitches. It's leading advanced work with our analysts. It's like quarterback in football. And yes, he could probably come up here and be great right away. I hope that that's the answer. But if you can spend a little bit of time and be sure, we're hoping that's going to set him up for the future. So it's not a service time issue either because I, I think, you know, it's a very vague situation with the service time, but the Reds called up Ellie Dela Cruz. There's, there's, oh, he's people. a monster. 
Monster. I'm saying like, like these super two guys have all started to come up throughout yes. Major League Baseball. So if you're worried about that, I think we're past that deadline at this point. So I, I just think it, the, what I don't understand is if Zanino is historically bad defensively, and he can't hit any striking out 43% of the time. Right. What are you saying? He's got to develop. Bo's got to develop more. Why can't he develop at the major league level? I know. Let other guys do it. Why can't he? Right. I mean, you want to split time and let Cam Gallagher catch a little bit. I got no problem. I'm not saying get rid of Cam Gallagher and bring up Zach Collins and Naylor. Not at all. I'm saying the Zanino experiment did not work. Let's bite the bullet. Let's move on because I can't see pass balls and just teams running like crazy on a guy. Six steals in a row. Come on. They're they're also letting David Fry catch, at, you know, in these games. Right. Those, those like, late innings. Yes. You know, how many, you know how many games he caught in AAA this year before he got called up? Like two. Zero. David Fry? Zero innings caught. I know. I was just so, hoping he was going to hold on to the ball. In the late innings, I mean, I know he had, he had a he had a wild it was a wild was pitch. A game in extra innings, he let one go right through his legs yeah. and he lost. I, I can't remember. But what I, that can't, was, but I, I can't. I can't fault the guy. I was there for it. Yeah. I can't fault the guy. You know, but, but Zanino, he's he shouldn't be on the roster at this point because if you're keeping three catchers, I don't want to keep three catchers at this point. But if you're going to, why isn't Bo one of them? And why isn't Bo catching the, it, the majority of the time? You you want Zanino up there on the bench play him once a week, maybe put him out there for a pinch hitting situation where he could maybe get a hold of one. Fine. But oh, Fry's versatility. When was, when was, how many innings has he played non-catching? He never, he never plays. Zero. Freeman doesn't, there's not enough at-bats for Freeman for the moment. I know. I know. So, yeah. It's a good problem to have to have some some depth, which they do with Arias coming off the bench, Freeman coming off the bench, occasionally Brennan's not starting. So there's some guys that are contributing right now, but you're right. This is the, the, the catching situation and how it's been handled all season has just been a circus. And we keep Starting, talking about it and it should every enough, week we have enough kind of, again, every week we have the same conversation. I know enough's enough. Uh, the Zanino situation is right up there with an abomination of your trip to Heinen's today. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is what I get for going to the same Heinen's, uh, you know, our entire life. It's like, I can't go in there. The over-under of people I know is always, you know, six and a half or so. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. It's all right. It's all right. You know what? I just throw in the AirPods and I act like I don't see anybody. It's all right. <laughs> That's a great move. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, we're it brought is. to you by Groove Ride. If you're working out uh, and you're not liking your gym or you just, you, you need to be pushed. You need good people to, to I mean, sometimes just saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get a, 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 you know, fitness membership somewhere. And all you end up doing is fitness pizza in your mouth. You need a trainer. You need somebody that's going to push. And nobody better in this city than my brother Todd and what he's doing over at Groove Ride. It's R-Y-D-E right there at the corner of Chagrin and Brainerd. Just go up the back steps. Tell them we sent you. Uh, What did you have today? What was today on today's menu? Monday, Deep Groove, 9.30 a.m. We had a packed house, great bike boot camp. It was all good, man. It was all good, you know. I, uh, I, I do love being there. I do love teaching group fitness and I'm going to continue to do so. And Groove Ride is the place to be. So come Sweet. check us out. GrooveRide.com. That's R-Y-D-E. And uh, caught, why uh, don't you tell us, why don't you tell us a little bit about 
breakingtea.com and what they got I, going on over there. I will, but I want to tell you first and foremost that I did catch uh, Zach Meisel's appearance on Channel 3 last night with uh, uh, Nick Camino, a couple of Solon slappies. And uh, <laughs> Zach's in great shape, but if he needs to get, a, you know, wants to work out and lose some weight, uh, head on over to Groove Ride. All right, breakingtea.com slash dairy, Cleveland Collection, Jose Ramirez slide shirt, 28 bucks. Well worth it. It's awesome. If you want the land names art print that you could put up on your wall or whatever that says the land, it's a sticks, the OG, Jose Naylor, Quan, Shane, Andres, 22 bucks. T-shirts, they got it all. You love Stephen Quan? Get your Quan shirts at Breaking Tea. They do have browns and calves as well. I got to get that Class A clothes shirt as well. That is pretty sweet. And uh, Leah, Todd's wife, was... Uh, uh, sporting the uh, Josh Naylor all the smoke shirt uh, on my birthday. Get them all at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. And shout out to a Dr. Sean and the folks at uh, Center of Advanced Dentistry. Weren't you just there? You love that guy. I was there last week getting my teeth cleaned by the one and only Sandy. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sandy and I had a nice chat. Sandy, San, Sandy likes to tell me everything about her life, which is fantastic because I've known her for 30 years and I already know it all, which is great. But no, she was, <laughs> uh, she worked, she, 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 uh, made these teeth even whiter than, than, than they should be. No, no, I'm kidding. My teeth look great. They're a great atmosphere. If you need to go to a dentist that keeps you, uh, relaxed at ease, joking. And Dr. Sean has kind of taken the mantle. He's from Dr. Ben Hornstein, you know, the one and only legend, greatest dentist of all time ever. And, and Dr. Sean has picked up that mantle and keeps you at ease, cracking jokes, fun guy, young guy, love Dr. Sean Schlissel. So check them out, cfad.net. If you need a dentist on the East side, they are in orange place right off of the 271 and Chagrin Boulevard exit. So check them out at cfad.net and tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. They're big fans of the pod and uh, are great subscribers. That's you right. Know, you know what Dr. Sean is like? He's like Will Brennan, young up and coming superstar. <laughs> wow. Well, if Will Brennan keeps doing this in the late innings and uh, and he's hitting the ball hard right now. We wanted him gone. Like I was just going to say, it wasn't that long ago that you and I were like, send him out. <laughs> the one, two, three double play. And it's like, oh, but give you know Tito what? credit. Uh, yeah. And I was saying this to Garrett Bush the other day on the fan, like stuck with him that next day, got a couple of hits in Baltimore. Lefties, righties, he's hitting everything right now. Uh, by the way, big news yeah. this week. James Karinczak sent to the minors. Just wow. How about well, that? It, you know what? Hold on. I do want to come back to 99 for a second. But Will Brennan in the month of June thus far is 15 for 40 with a 1,044 OPS, 375 batting average. I mean, he is really on a serious heater right now. And that was coming off a, a, a pretty good month of May as well, where the last couple of weeks he really picked it up. So you and I wanted him gone for sent down to the minors. Thank goodness the front office doesn't listen to us because he's become a linchpin. And to be honest, right now, if I'm making that lineup, I'm hitting him second. Ahmed, enough with the Ahmed at bats in the two hole. Give me Will Brennan, contact hitter, speed. He's doing it all right now. He so, really is. He really okay, so is. Back, back to our old friend. I will say 99. My has boy. Been pitching, 
he your boy other than the other night where he decided that he was going to put guys on uh uh you know his command is still not great he's still walking too many guys but he just got caught up in the numbers game of he had options left and others didn't what i found interesting was they could have easily sent down Curry who had pitched two days in a row and they didn't. And they sent 99 down instead. That was kind of telling. Yeah. No, I mean, to be quite honest, he's been the, he's, I mean, you know, the, the, the grand slam off of Alonzo, he's given up some big home runs. Even when he's gotten out of innings, he's, he's walked. It seems like he's walking the leadoff guy or the second guy and his command hasn't been there. I, and look with Cody Morris coming back and then Heron and how they had to do things. So Heron pitched a lot of innings on Saturday. Did a great job. He did the best he could do. Yeah. The bullpen yeah. was blown out from Friday. Um, front office and Tito, they all handled that very well. But yeah, yeah. odd man yeah. out right now. It's the way it goes. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, I was thinking with him, it's just, you know, obviously we know about how I feel about him and my, you know, that's neither here nor there. But Xavier Curry... Also has options left, but he He's deserved not going to down. stay. No, he deserved to stay. My yeah. point is they rewarded the guy who has been very clutch for them and given them huge innings when they needed it, and he got the reward of staying up. And he deserves to stay up, and good for him. Cody Morris was supposed to have a couple more rehab uh, um, assignment uh, appearances before they before he came up, but – Heron, you know, had to throw 50 pitches and pitch those, the, you know, the, was it two or three innings the other night? Um, like and three and had to set like right out. Pitches. Yeah. And, you know, 40 man spots drink are very tight. And so Cody Morris had to be activated and he was on the 60 day deal. They activated him and brought him up at the expense of one Richie Palacios, who was no longer on the 40 man roster, which, He'll get I loved Richie. I thought he did great last year in his limited role. He he handled that pitching. Yeah. Good He's utility guy, can handle the bat a little bit, can run. Somebody will pick him up. Unnamed team will pick him up. Yeah, but he yeah, he had been jumped and he was clearly the odd man out. And I bet he gets claimed. Speaking of uh un, uh, of being claimed or unclaimed, Zach Plesak went through waivers unclaimed. Which How about is that? In I mean, a league everybody where, needs pitching. Nobody exactly. claimed him. I was just going to say in a league where everyone needs starting pitching, nobody picked him up. And it's not like the guy's making a lot of money. So he cleared waivers, went back down to Columbus. And by the way, he's been working out with my chiropractor, which is, I also think is kind of Whoa, interesting. There's some breaking yeah. news right Shout there. out to code Cairo, baby. Oh boy. Well, every, you know, he went down to Columbus and he had a good first start. And then after that, he imploded again. His ERA was over seven. And you're right, having to kind of clean up that 40-man a little bit. He was an odd man out. Now he's not even on it, but he's back in Columbus. Accepted the assignment. I mean, that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> Our fourth starter to start the season. What's crazy is he was the fourth starter at the beginning of the year, and we all thought he wouldn't make it to June, and he didn't. Right. <laughs> like like you and I were like, how long until police acts out of the rotation? He He, he basically didn't make it to June. Um, so, and you, you look at teams, even in the division, and this division's a, 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 tri a tire fire, but you know, a team like Detroit team, like Kansas city, couldn't pick him up. Uh, very surprising. You even put him in the bullpen somewhere. So to go unclaimed that, that means that there's, there's a book out on him, unfortunately. And, uh, oh, he's back in Columbus. Crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. It is kind of sad. Um, but hey, right now, you know, Aaron Savali's back, Tristan McKenzie's back, Gavin Williams is on the come. And I still, I know Shane Bieber pitched was awesome on Sunday. I am still of the opinion that you trade him. And I, I think you can win the division without him. I still think you trade him during the season. But you the but the thing is you could trade him if you can get a bat that can help you now. If you're trading him for prospects, I wouldn't understand that. But then there's also the why don't we package some of the eight million middle infield prospects we have with Bieber to potentially get an even better option that could help us now? Where do you stand after his two starts this week? Are you on the trade? Are I don't you on know. the don't trade? Or are you on the hold off? I'm not on anything. Can I be like on the fence? Cause like two sure. weeks ago it was, we have to trade him now because we need a bat in the worst way. Now. All right. Let's say you trade him. Let's say, you know, you're going out there, right? All right. So who's, if you get a bat for him, where is that bat going to play? Are you going to sit miles straw and move Brennan to center and that bat's a right uh, a a right-handed power bat or something in right field. Uh, is Josh Bell being sat because that's another big contract? Josh Naylor's not sitting. Jose's not sitting. Andres isn't sitting. You know, uh, Ahmed must have pictures of Tito. He's not sitting. So it's like, and if I don't know, I, I want to know where that bat would be playing. You know, let's it's say you be- let's say the Braves are going for it, and they should. Atlanta's really good. Uh, can you get Michael Harris? No, no, are you crazy? They're not giving us Michael Harris for Shane Bieber. That's that's never going to happen. What and about they my signed boy in like St. Louis, Nolan Gorman? You're not getting him either. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the team that I look at is Baltimore because they have no ace of the staff. They're all in, and they've got a million young, good bats and prospects to choose from. Uh, but I want a major league-ready bat. I do think that if they do ship them out, it's in usually the way we do things is national league. They have traded with St. Louis many, many times and San Diego and San Diego. So, and San Diego is, is very disappointing, but all of their bats are high price guys, which we're yeah. not going to take on, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to do a deeper dive, but I do think that there's a scenario where it's either prospects with Bieber or Bieber himself going somewhere for a bat that's going to happen. But I would see if there's a team that wants Bieber and Ahmed and potentially some, you know, a couple of the middle infield prospects and see what you can get. I don't know who wants Ahmed, but like nobody, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's a throw in. Right. He's a, yeah, right. Right. He's not going to be on this team. Ahmed's not on this team in 2024. And I don't think Bieber's on this team in 2024. Despite I, the fact I, that I he think you're right. It. Yeah. But, but I think they're playing, they're going to play it out right now. I mean, they're game and a half out of first. He's pay. He pitched really well yesterday. I don't know if that ups his, you know, yeah. trade they, value or what, but the team's starting to hit. So that's the, the big question. And it doesn't uh, seem like, I don't, I don't see, listen, this is just me thinking this, but I also don't see them trading a game out of first place, trading Shane Bieber because of the, and I don't think they care what the quote unquote fans think, but I do think there would be some sort of backlash unless they got like a big bat back that people knew. Right. But you're coming off a weekend where you had your biggest three game attendance over a weekend since 2015. And it, the, the fans are coming out. They Dude, are. How about 35,000 plus Saturday night? 
That was That's nuts. what I'm saying. That place was yeah. rocking. Yeah. Uh, and Friday right, night, huge pitching. crowd. Yeah, I mean, a huge crowds all weekend. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. What about the I pitching see- matchups of the week? Can we do that? And get out you of here? You are the driver. You call the shots. I'm just here to entertain. So, yes, pitching matchups. So, the king of the pitching matchups, take it away. The Guardians are going to San Diego. Uh, I remember when Mr. Belding went on that great trip out there. Our wild and woolly neighbor to the south, San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. B. Um, (laughs) All you Saved by the Bell fans out there. (laughs) So off day here on Monday. And this is good because I'm exhausted. I'm actually going to try to go to sleep early tonight. That's possible. Yeah, it's Um, a good night off. Yeah. But uh, Tuesday night, starting a three-game series in San Diego. Padres a little bit disappointing this year. It's ironic that it's a two-team division out west, and it's Arizona and the Dodgers. Arizona's playing great. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, they had a big comeback win the Diamondbacks did on uh, Sunday uh, in uh, in Motown. You know who will be uh, at a couple of those games? What's that? Did you know who will be at a couple of those games? Who? In Arizona. P1 listener, Andrew Rafael. Oh, he better be there. Our, our Phoenix correspondent will be in, in that. That's house. right. Uh, so Tuesday night, uh, in San Diego, Tanner Bybee against Joe Musgrove, Wednesday, 940, Aaron Savali against the resurrected Michael Waka. It's when did he go? How was he six and two with a three, one, eight DRA? You remember though, he was really good for the Cardinals his first couple of years. Andy yeah, but then, he like, then he was like in, in relief in Tampa Mike. and stuff. Yes. And he was on Boston. Yeah, Andy, Andy uh, Cohen named his dog Waka. Big, big Cardinals fan, Andy Cohen. <laughs> what about Ithaca versus Boston? <laughs> um, <laughs> Thursday, 8.40 start for Logan Allen and Hugh Darvish. I remember, we, wasn't there a game a couple years ago we went to Wrigley in the regular season and Hugh Darvish had like 12 strikeouts? Yep. His numbers aren't as good as this year. Um, and then three games this weekend with Arizona, the surprise of the National League, the this Corbin Carroll kid, I I am so mad that I did not draft him on my fantasy team. He's a stud. He has been unbelievable for the uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, so Friday night, 940, Tristan McKenzie and Zach Gallen. Saturday night is on FS1 for those of you uh, listening in other markets. 10-10 first pitch, Shane Bieber against the pride of Portage, Michigan. Tommy Henry, uh, the left-hander. So the one lefty all week. And then Zach Davies on Sunday afternoon at 410 against Aaron Savali. So, um, or it actually, Friday, excuse me, uh, yeah, Tanner Bybee. Sorry. That that Friday night game against the Gallon has been unbelievable. And at home, he's 6-0 and with a 0.96 ERA. How about that? Yeah. So, Bybee on Sunday, not Savali. That's my fault. But uh, two good teams are facing this week. The Padres can certainly score. Um you know, with Machado and Soto and all those guys, but I like the way we're pitching. I like the way we're playing. Go out west; it's never going to be easy, but hopefully, we. Hope, I'd like to see Bo Naylor uh, Tuesday night. I, I'm serious. Enough with Zanino. I I agree. This I, I'm is not. The time I'm not holding my it. breath. But it would be nice yeah. to see. Start him out on the west coast so he doesn't feel any pressure. Right. Why am I? He should be on his way there right now. Let him. Let him get a few starts in on this west coast trip. And then, you know, he'll be home, you know, next week. So I don't know. I I don't, I don't get it, but who knows? Just get him here. I'm with you. 
Yeah. Time for both. And this is the time where this organization does this stuff because they, they're so hush-hush. You, you sneak him on a plane from Columbus or maybe he snuck on the plane from here. You got an off day. And then tomorrow at you know four in the afternoon or five in the afternoon, Mandy Bell or somebody says, oh, guess who's in the clubhouse? You know, and they Thank do you it for that. reminding me of two things. Number yeah. one, Mandy Bell wrote a great piece on Zanino as well the other day. And yeah, she's like the team beat writer good. on MLB and even she scorched him. Right. That's what I'm saying. And when, when the team beat writer writes an article like that about you and how bad your numbers are, it's probably not a good sign. Also in Arizona, when you, when you said we usually do these kind of things, let's see how good you are. A former Indians first round pick made his major league debut in Arizona on a West coast trip in the same situation. Do you remember who that was? Uh, Lonnie Chisholm Hall. Yes, D's. I remember that. <laughs> we stayed up late to see the Chiz kid. Very good. Very good. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I remember. Okay. Those late night games, I'm like so ready for them. I'm like, my, my, I like gets, I get, you know, I get rested. I'm like, I'm more awake and alive for the late night games for some reason. But uh, I do remember that. That's a good call. Good call. Well, well done. Well done. What about uh, Scott Roebuck? Will he be at any of these games? Come on. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Unless someone, I mean, someone's going to have to hook him up with some freebies, but I don't know. He usually <laughs> goes. He, <laughs> Whatever he usually it takes. Goes. My, father, my father-in-law usually goes. Nice. Too, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll have to, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him, so I'll have to reach out and see. Have you been to that stadium? You have, right? Yes, of course I've been to Chase Field. Didn't you go to a bowl game there? Many times I went to bowl game there. I saw the Insight Bowl like three or four times when they had it at Chase Field. I went to an exhibition to Indians game at, uh, in that stadium many, many years ago. Yeah, because we usually we, like, we'd play the Dimebacks or something right after spring training. Yeah, that was a previous life. <laughs> the executive producer was there this year. He That's right. To, he went to, uh, yeah, and Ags went there this year. It was at the end. They played the Diamondbacks right before the season started. Love Chase it. Field's old and antiquated at this point but the only thing i remember about it is they had a taste of the majors um food uh concession and it was like that city's main food so it was like for chicago it was like chicago style hot dog and cleveland was pierogies they had pierogies for cleveland crazy yeah. all right brother well let's get some wins this week continue to play well in a game and at back of uh minnesota that's the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. We are out of room and out of here. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.